the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's Monday. I can tell you that, man. It was hard to wake up this morning. But I'll tell you what, something else. I'm still happy about the Razorbacks and the big win yesterday. That was a big, big win yesterday. And talking about having a little luck on your side, the last second and a half, that kid broke away and had an easy layup and just kissed it off the glass too hard. Difference between winning and losing. What can I tell you? But congratulations to the Hogs. They're on their way to the Sweet 16. Woo-hoo. Who? Gotta like that. Last time we were there, was that not just Nolan Richardson? Yeah. That's back in yeah. the 90s, folks. Yeah. The 90s, I tell you. Yeah. So was uh, was the coach a good hire or was he? <laughs> Best they've done in a long time. <laughs> well, the football coach is a good hire. The basketball coach is a good yeah. hire. So, yeah. you know, everybody should be pretty happy today. Uh, if you got if you filled out your brackets, you're probably not so happy. It's uh, been one of those tournaments. <laughs> big, big, big upsets all weekend long. Unbelievable. As long as the Razorbacks. <laughs> Can you believe Oral Roberts? They stank at the beginning of the year. Now they get hot and they're just... Did they win too? Yeah. Wow. They're rolling through. So that's they're into the Sweet plays, 16. Right? Yeah. We're going to play Oral Roberts. We beat them earlier in the year, didn't we? I don't know. I think like a bad drum, it seems like to me. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, and don't take them. Don't don't underestimate them. But I mean, what do you think? Texas Tech hit what like six three pointers in the second half. Yeah, I mean they were just they like hit three in a row. Four, was it four, three, or four in a row? Yeah. I mean, it was just like boom, boom, because Arkansas was up ten, ten, and then all of a sudden they were up one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that's all you need to win by. That, well, yeah, you <laughs> just got to be leading. That's it. Yeah. At the, when the clock says zero, if you're up one point, and we you were, won. And we were up. Don't one matter point. <laughs> how bad you played the last two minutes and thirty four seconds. Man. That's the, I. I was second guessing Musselman. I I really was at the end of the game because he started taking the air out of the ball. Yeah. Arkansas doesn't play good when they slow it down they need well, to keep running yeah let them run i thought they were getting out of the game i'm looking at rd rd's going what are you guys talking about <laughs> i watch basketball <laughs> when i have time you didn't have time to watch them win yesterday oh no well that was a big game i i thought it was going to be tough and it was oh it was tough. i mean texas yeah. tech is a very well coached team yeah. they were nationally ranked oh yeah yeah, I'm I'm surprised the guy that is the head coach there, I think Arkansas was thinking about hiring him uh-huh. and uh, ended up taking uh, Muscleman. But he I can't complain with comes from Nevada, 
and uh, sure. takes us to the Sweet 16, I think we got the shot at making the Elite Eight now. After that, it's anybody's guess. I'm just telling you, when you get into the 16, it's whoever's hot and whoever has a little bit of luck on their side. Yeah. I tell you what, it's a good thing Arkansas had that lead because they went cold. Yes, they did. Well, they slowed it they, down. They slowed it down. Don't they, slow it down. Yeah. They 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 score good when they're you know moving that ball. Got out, out of there. their rhythm. They and have just at least a one in sixteen chance. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Thanks for putting that in perspective, RD. <laughs> did you fill out a bracket, to Iverson? No, I, you know, I, I just don't watch much sports. And my brother-in-law, I had a funeral yesterday and uh, after service, and, and uh, my brother-in-law had his phone after all the services were over. And, and we, I just looked at it on his phone with him. Oh, I and, thought uh, maybe he was, like, uh, doing from, you know, not sitting out in the crowd and, <laughs> no. and giving you the score <laughs> as the game was going on. <laughs> uh, I during, mean, during not, not that type of funeral. I can yeah, see yeah, that yeah, during the funeral. No, 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 not that type. I can see that you. during the funeral. Tell you. 55 <laughs> So I was like, oh. yes! Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just want to know what the uh, final score is. And, and I just start watching a little bit. But it's like, man, all oh, these guys are good. Man. I'm not going to say that. Basketball has gotten pretty boring to me. Yeah, pro pro basketball. Oh well, yeah, boring. they have they travel and all kinds of stuff all the time. I yeah. I just don't like it. I saw where LeBron got hurt. Did you hear something about that? I don't that? know anything about what's going on. LeBron, is he still playing? Yeah, yeah, he's still playing <laughs> okay. for L.A. All right, but L.A. won't be playing much longer if he's not out there on the court with him. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. He's uh, he's an integral part, to say the least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So I want to play a piece of audio for you guys today. We got the audio ready there. Uh, Heidi, well, Heidi's talking to somebody on the telephone. Somebody's calling in. I'm hoping that Bob Ballinger will call in today. Yeah, really. I've, I'm sitting here reading I've got this a bill. couple of bills that yeah. I want to talk about. That one that's deferred right now that I want to talk to him about. Uh, what is it? Senate, Senate Bill 59. 59, yeah, which kind of a... basically is taking on the federal government with all of their push for gun control laws mm-hmm. and saying, ain't going to play here in the state of Arkansas. It's not going to. It's well, not. see, here's the key. Just got, We've got to get that stuff into the court system, and that's what, what the states are doing, and take it to the Supreme Court because, look, we've already determined that, you know, everybody has the right to carry a firearm. Uh, we've already determined that uh, cities can't overdo it. I mean, the Chicago uh, decision did that. And uh, so I think uh, the stuff of saying that uh, you can't have a, quote, assault weapon, whatever that is, uh, isn't going to fly. Just not going to Well, we need people like him to pass these bills and give people confidence that know that their state legislature has their back. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to live in a state where I know – that I have people at the Capitol that's going to stand up for the Constitution over, you know, corporatism and all their buddies. Well, one of the problems I think we're we're facing is that we need legislators who are willing to stand up in the face of losing federal funding. You got that and right. So that's I, the reason I, I said corporatism. <clears throat> right. And so that, that's part of the problem is that that while the state of Arkansas maybe actually collects somewhere in the neighborhood of about $6 billion right now annually, I, I think the pass-through funds – are, are probably in excess of twenty five or thirty billion, right. and it well, may be a whole about lot thirty more, billion, and it may be a whole lot more than that 
the next year or so because of all the COVID funding. Mm-hmm. And so it might be north of fifty billion. I don't. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's. It's the thing is though, getting these, getting the state legislators to say, nope, we don't want your money. We're going to keep our rights. You're That's not part in, of the right. Yeah, yeah. You're not independent until you're financially independent. It's what you tell. You know, anybody well, that wants that, to be an adult and stand on their own two feet. So it's time for Arkansas to start being more financially independent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, if somebody just, has control of your checkbook, right? Then they've got a lot of control on you, and also have control on your health care system. And, oh, yeah. and the federal government <laughs> has both of those they, now. Right, right, right. Just this thing. I think for years the federal government has has been paying for. I think the the a pretty large majority of the health care for older people, for seniors. And, mm-hmm. and, and now they're, Thanks they're starting with care or well, Arkansas well, works or whatever you want to call it. Well, and, and then thanks, thanks to Obamacare and Arkansas works, what do you want to call it? It's um, it's they're they're incorporating more younger people now. Yes. A uh, 138% of poverty level to be exact. A lot of people are staying in poverty level. So they have their health care. So they're incentivizing people not to climb the ladder well, and improve their lives. Well, we have, you know, we have Pat Davis on from time to oh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, health care plan man, and, and, and he comes on and talks about it. And, and the thing that he's pointing out right now is that the federal government has upped the subsidies that they're offering mm-hmm. to pay sure. for your health care plan. Here's the problem. What happens when they cut those subsidies and the plans go up in, in cost? Here's the problem. You're stuck. Mine's gone up 75% to pay for it's the problem. So everybody that's getting subsidies, everybody else that's not getting the subsidies is paying 75% more than they were five years ago. Well, you got to pay for it somehow. I mean, somebody's paying for it. Yeah, mine went up probably 120%. Come on, R.D. Be a a citizen that wants to take care of other citizens. (laughs) And we've got conservative Republicans in Arkansas. We have conservative Republicans. Socially, maybe. Financially, not. Not yet. Not yet. We're working on it. There's a handful. But it's it's frustrating, though, because we've got massive majorities in both the House and the Senate. and, And look, Bob Ballinger's bill is sitting on the deferred list. Yeah, but okay. So what does that mean? So it's this session is a little bit different, I think. But but in previous sessions, that was kind of like it's on life support. Okay, it's, like it's put off. We're not quite in the cadaver stage, but but um, kind of getting close. I sent him. But, I sent him a text and asked if he'd join us at seven o five. But this session is a little good. bit different because of the way things are working with the with the um, legislative process with COVID. Um, protocols and stuff and so it may not be quite as dead as it would have been on a normal on a regular basis is this like deferring it to committee is this what this is kind of like no it's in it's in it's been assigned for study well no no it's it's been assigned to a committee and in in past sessions if it was on the deferred list it's it would be kind of almost like being almost dead but in past sessions if the governor was against it it was dead well yes perhaps that's that's what the deal is if you just want to call it the way it is but but luckily uh, fortunately this session um what the governor thinks is not near as important as it was exactly it's not so much i'm glad lame duck session and we got and we got some freshmen coming in that Mm -hmm. that think for themselves and they're not looking for their long-term political Mm -hmm. career but I tell you something that's not dead that's it's hiding out there somewhere, and that's the hate crimes bill. 
I know it's coming up. I think I know I think, it's coming, so think, everybody get ready for it. I think that one may have been on the deferred list too. And I think yeah, part of the I reason why that because one's called, it's because what Hendren did. Right. It, well, I, he was I, the one that brought it up in the first place. Right. I don't think it has a chance. I don't think it has a chance either. Well, I had seen the governor lose on, on one of his initiatives right. or taxes yet. Right. Yeah, right. but he but, wasn't a lame duck either. Well, right. Right. I hope so, you're right. And, but and I, I hadn't seen it yet. You. And I think he's ticked off enough enough legislators with his um, establishing himself as a king that there's 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 a lot more legislators that are willing to say nope we're not going to vote with you we're going to pass the laws anyway and and I think some indication of that I, th- I think Gonzalez's bill that that returns the fines and fees to the businesses from um, that that um, health department imposed upon them for for the COVID restrictions I think that one passed I think it's on its way That's to the governor's awesome. office. That it, is in awesome. committee the other day, I think I saw it fail, but it must have it must have passed another day when I wasn't there. But I think I saw that it passed the House, and it's on the way to the governor's desk. And if that's true, this might be the first bill he vetoes. And what I would like to see is him veto it, and then, this, and then they just re-vote and ram it down his throat. Well, you know, I don't think he'll veto it because he is a politician. Which one? <laughs> I mean, bottom line. The, so Which the, one? The, the bill well, that was going to return um, fines and fees... Oh yeah, I, I think it. Passed. I think he's going to just let it turn into that, law. Yeah, he will sign it. He just will sign it. That's savvy for him. But all right, let's take a break. We got a break. Then we're going to come back and talk some more. Remember when President Biden said nobody making under four hundred thousand dollars a year would have to pay any increase in taxes? <laughs> Is that going to be one of the world's? Do you remember him saying that? If I you think, don't remember I, him I saying it, I wait do. till we come back. Right. All right, Is you'll remember after we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's continue on. Remember when President Biden said no one un- making under $400,000 would see their taxes change? Mm. You don't remember that? Well, let me let me help you remember that. I guarantee you, give you my word as a Biden. I guarantee you. A my word as a Biden. I promise you. You have my word. I give you my word as a Biden. Nobody, 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 no one, none of you making less than 400000 bucks. Anyone making less than $400,000 a year who makes less than $400,000 a year. Who makes less than $400,000 a year. Making less than $400,000. Anyone making under $400,000 a year. We'll not see a penny in taxes raised. We'll pay a penny more. We'll pay a penny more in taxes. We'll have one penny in taxes raised. We won't pay a penny more in taxes. You're not going to pay a penny more in taxes. You're not going to pay a penny more in taxes. I guarantee you. It's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. A promise. It's a guarantee. Wow. <laughs> you like <Man>. that? <laughs> you like that? Goodness. On Wednesday, the uh, president's spokesperson clarified that oh clarified she said four hundred thousand dollars applied to families not individuals so individuals who make two hundred thousand dollars are going to be affected if they're married to someone who earns that same amount for example well there you go it's gonna affect the divorce rate you just heard you just heard him so I give it, as a Biden, as a Biden, as a, as a Biden, as a Biden. So, is, so he's he's swearing on his own name now. Yes, that's what he's doing. He swears so a good name. You know, usually <laughs> you say on your mother's grave yeah. or something like that. He says on my name, basically. Wow. So he includes everybody. Well, that, but Kamala I might, Harris, you might want to hear that. She she said the uh, same thing. 
Can't let her go. Well, no, well, I could have to play that so, back. It, it can't, some of these bo- billboards, aren't they saying you can get a divorce for like, what, 500 bucks or something like that? If, yeah. you, if, if, you know, if, if, if that, it's not contested. If it's not contested. If, well, like, if you both want to. Right, if you, you both want to. Tax for tax season. advantages. Yeah. Hey, I know a lot of people do that. <laughs> a lot of people do that. I've yeah, had people do. work for me before. <clears throat> You know, come in with papers to sign or something, saying they they're going to file together. their taxes differently, get a divorce. They got kids. Yeah. They lived in the same house, but they just doing it for taxes, just doing it for tax purposes. So. Wow. And that's been going and, on a long well, time a lot, for senior citizens. A lot of seniors, you know, they wow. don't get married because of tax. I mean, you it messes with your Social Security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. when are we gonna, going to address that? Uh, uh, that's that's part of the destruction of the family. Right. The well, government's job is to incentivize bad behavior. I'm convinced yeah. that's their job. Now, remember what the president's <laughs> press secretary said. Now, I'm going to quote her, okay? She, this is what she said. Biden's tax plan will focus on ensuring that corporations and wealthy individuals pay their fair share. However... A former formal package has not been released yet. Here we go. <laughs> fair share, huh? Fair share. The, fair yeah, share. those people that That's provide started, all the jobs for everybody. Those people that provide all the jobs they're not, they're and the people paying. that pay the majority of the taxes. Yeah, yeah we're going to go though, after them so they can provide less, less jobs. jobs. And though a corporation may pay some of that, the majority of it is going to end up in the price of product. You better know it going to be right there just well, like the gas will have to know, price if, the if, price of gas is going to influence all the other prices if you're going to go after everything corporations on a truck yep. you're going to go after corporations that's the only way that's the only place they got to recoup their money it will all go into it'll products. all go in the products or cut wages <clears throat> they cut wages and lower overhead or cut product well, one of the best ways to cut wages is to ship your manufacturing overseas Oh yeah, and so so the, the more more just regulations, as, just as we were bringing them back, uh, right? The yeah. more regulations you put back. on, and the, and the more taxes you put on, the more sense it makes to have stuff made overseas. Just go to Detroit if you don't believe it, right? And I think it was and understand oh, yeah. something. It doesn't have <laughs> to be China that they go right. to. No, it there's doesn't. a lot of third world nations that there would are. be more than happy to see us bring right. our uh, you know companies down there i mean yeah. guatemala would yep. love it yep. el salvador would love it down in central america sure, sure. give their people the jobs and, and, and it's not now they just, don't want to work and put the factors right on the border <laughs> about that right and sometimes it's not just the money sometimes it's the um the fact that when it's to start one of these factories over in america it takes so much time jumping through all the red tape i think civil it was, engineers i think it was whitney davis who was working for i think texas instruments the environmental uh-huh. yeah i think she was pointing out one time that they, their their company, one of their contractors, was going to open up a, a a chip manufacturing facility, I think, and they were looking at Hong Kong because you could do it so fast. You can not get started now. so fast. Not now. Maybe not now. Not but, now. But at, at not the, with China in control. But, at, uh-uh. but I think at the time it was it was so much faster to open up there than it was here in America, the land of the free. And <laughs> because they were so free, as far as economically speaking, you guys ever look at. The Heritage Foundation dot org, there, and um, look at their Freedom, freedom Index, index their Economic Liberty. We index, uh, we've gone from the top three. I think that we're in the forties now. Oh, wow. in the forties! Wow. If you want to open a business, you need to go to Washington County in Arkansas and open a business. If you want to open a business, because <laughs> yeah. all those left wing nut jobs that graduate from the college down there, mm-hmm. they get put on the county planning board. Oh, and then they are on the city board. And uh, wow. They like golf courses. 
and uh, oh. hotels. Tax what they tax like. funded and tax subsidized. Yeah, but you go up there and try to open a business mm. if you want an education. Oh, for an education. <laughs> not, yeah, not, if you not, want an education. Not, not for being successful. Yeah, for, exactly right. Oh. So You better be Walmart if so, you're going to open a business up there with all the rules and regulations they have. Wow. Mm. Man. Right. So here, here's what we're looking at right now. Uh, Akavas, Sherry Akavas, Director of Economics Policy at the Bipartisan Mm-hmm. Uh, bipartisan <laughs> Policy right. Center said new taxes on the wealthy could help pay for infrastructure and other priorities. I, Buying votes. I doubt it. I'm doubting <laughs> it. Anyway, but whether Biden can stick to the $400,000 campaign promise remains to be seen. She says he did a, He did draw a pretty clear line. Did that sound like pretty, pretty clear, or did that sound like well, it was an optic yellow? Uh, on, uh, so you can see it really on his, good. On his name oh, as a Biden. I mean, that's a Biden. On his name as a Biden. Yeah, that, that I, I, might be pretty. That yeah. might be kind of fuzzy. That and sounds murky. a little, little, yeah, stranger or a little uh, stronger yeah, than read my lips. No new, no new taxes. <laughs> no, she says that uh, she expects at the least in his initial proposal. Initial proposal, he'll stick to his guns on that. Until the left says, we need more money, (laughs) and then uh, he'll he'll just start coming down. Yeah, when they discover that taxing only the rich doesn't really collect very many taxes, and they really just have to tax the middle class if they want money. Socialism is on steroids. Basically, is what they're saying is socialism is expensive. I hope that you heard my interview with Joel Johnson Friday. It was really good. It was excellent. Talking from PI Roofing, mm-hmm. uh, he was talking about when he was working with my nonprofit, how they would help put roofs on people's homes that they couldn't afford it, and uh, or they'd have to give up their medicine or food or whatever. And he did a lot of great work with us. He was a he, he's an outstanding individual. Well, he said he wanted to keep that going, so. Um, he needs other people to join with him. They're, they're still doing it. They're trying to do one a month right now. And all he asks uh, from from us is to go to his website, piroofing.com, and say if we'll donate X amount of dollars. You don't have to be a big giver. You don't have to be doing even $50. If you can do 10 or $20, if there's enough people that will do that, it can take care of the labor and the and and the uh, materials to put a roof on somebody's house that needs it they just can't afford it so keep that in mind and also keep in mind that uh he talked about putting on your last roof that you'll ever have to buy and what he means by that is the people who make the uh uh shingles and things now have lifetime guarantees on their oh, shingles. Really? lifetime guarantees so once he puts them on if something goes wrong, you call him, he calls the shingle maker, the shingle maker okays to replace oh. the shingles and it doesn't cost you a penny. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's about time they start making roofs that are that have lifetime. Well, that's the way it is. It's yeah. got a lifetime that's, warranty. That's Just keep that cool. in mind. Wow. PI Roofing, 707-3551, 707-3551. You know, who better to do, you know, work with? than somebody who cares for his community and takes care of people in his community and does a tremendously professional job. He does the regular roofs. He does flat roofs. He says if your flat roof leaks, everybody says, 
yeah it leaks well it shouldn't leak he says <laughs> and i'll fix it so it doesn't it doesn't leak 707-3551 or visit him online piroofing.com joel johnson great guy i'm gonna have him back on here in a couple of weeks talk about severe weather because there's a bad thing it's not the weather that'll kill you it's the people who come from out of state and tell you oh, look you don't have to be paying that a deductible I'll, I'll absorb that and i'll fix your roof then they get halfway done and then they leave and go back to where they came from and you can't find them well, and it has happened I a lot of happened. well have you had it happen to you yeah so that i'm just saying that that stuff that can happen to you all right let's uh get let's talk local uh something that this show does a, a lot of and there's a lot of uh, bills that are out there that we're going to have to pay attention to. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll hear from State Senator Bob Ballinger uh, in the 7 o'clock hour, 7.05 if hopefully. He's got a gun, piece of gun legislation out there, and he's got a piece of legislation that's really interesting, talking about, um, what is it, Uh, uh, governmental workers, uh, oh, the um, um, I'm looking here. I got to um, bring it up on my um, head. The, um, union, unionizing. Yeah, it, that's Senate Bill 341, and I want to talk to him about that and uh, what what all of that means. Uh, bans collective bargaining for uh, public employees does not make sense to me that the people that we pay with our tax money can tell the uh, you know local authority that they're working with, let's say the road department, and they say, well, we'll, we'll, we'll do it, but you've got to pay us this much. Well, and they band together to do and it. conspire to yeah. all quit on the same day or all stop working on the same day to, to, to basically – Can you say teachers doing that? Teachers do sure, that too. Sure, and, and, so, and, and I think that should I, be against the law. Well, I think it's one of those things that, that, that maybe should be an automatic dismissal if you ever join a club – of that nature. And I think that private employers should have the exact same right to do the same thing as, as well as landlords and anybody else should have the right to say, you know what, I'm not going to do business with you if you're going to, if you're going to conspire to do this. Sort of Unions thing. have been going down over the years because with, with uh, a lot of the stuff out there, what's the, what's the uh, governmental group that takes care of safety supposedly? OSHA. OSHA. All right. Mm-hmm. With OSHA out yeah, there supposedly. and things of that nature. Uh, not ne- really necessary to to have uh, unions. So a lot of the stuff that unions fought for in the beginning in the was beginning. safety yeah. uh, on the job and things of that nature and health care rights and stuff like that. It's one thing to do that with a privately owned sure. company. And- it's totally different publicly. And the greatest growth in unions – has been in the public, public sector. sector. The public sector, and it started under Kennedy, mm-hmm. who allowed it. It should be like the Army. If you're working for the city or county, it should be like the Army. You should be a level one, level two, level three, level four, and there should be a pay scale for it. Because you're somebody's cousin, or you're somebody's <laughs> uncle, or you're somebody's nephew, they can pay you anything they want to pay you in most counties and cities, and there's not a pay scale. I got a pay scale passed in Lone Oak County, and it says if you want to make more money, instead of talking to Uncle Joe, 
you have to go to college and get approved to move up to a different job and it limited what every job paid so imagine imagine is uh, imagine if the if uh, oh several thousand people in the army decided to to go on strike because they wanted exactly. better benefits Guess where they would go next? It should be the same thing. They'd go to the brig next, I think. They'd go to the brig. <laughs> could y'all done that whenever you were in the service? Could no, everybody got even, together? No, you didn't even think like that. If you were, I, yeah. if you were fighting and you, you refused get, to you go, might get shot. you might get shot. You might get shot. Or yeah. hung. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it should be the same thing. If you are if you take a government job, I mean, you don't get it, take it for the pay. You take it because it's usually a secure job because government never shrinks. And uh, and you take it for for all the benefits package, well, and, and to to conspire with with other government employees for the purposes of, of of twisting the arms of the taxpayers for for more money. If you don't like the job, quit. But, and, the, and there's national associations also mm-hmm. that all these city ones are too. Like there's a national associations of counties, just like there's an Arkansas association mm-hmm. of counties. Right. And see, they all go to these conventions and talk about how they're growing government yep. mm-hmm. and, and enacting new laws on everybody. And uh, I just got one of their newsletters the other day, and it says GOP, you know, funding fails to meet county needs. Hmm. So it's the National Association of Counties oh, so they, working against conservative people well, in that, their newsletter. And that is frustrating because well, the, we, we've got the Arkansas Association of Counties, which is a lobbying organization down yeah, at the Capitol. Yeah, for bigger government. And, and in many cases, I think that is that is what happens, and it's frustrating. If I understand it correctly, isn't the Arkansas Association of Counties funded by tax dollars? Yes, yeah, funded by the counties. And so The counties right. have to pay... To be a part of, so we're paying to be lobbied against. Exactly, to grow government. That's what what I was talking about. You know, I I understand people who want to have collective bargaining rights. I just don't think that those rights should extend to public employees. Absolutely not. And I think it's probably good policy. For, for I um, just made a lot of enemies, you know that guy. <laughs> that's, that's quite right. <laughs> and I, and I think it's good policy for government um, entities not to hire people who join unions to to um, to work against taxpayers. Yeah. I know how to negotiate. Bye. <laughs> that's the way Reagan negotiated <laughs> yes. with the air traffic controllers. You know, you know in 1983, uh, Dave, I was in uh, Fort Bliss, El Paso, Texas, in a, a basic in training. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> one of the, one of the uh, recruits was a former um, air, traffic, air controller. traffic controller. Mm-hmm. Is they that got right? Fired. Yes. They got fired by and They Reagan. got fired, and so he, he didn't have a job. And I mean, he, he was he turned out to be a good troop. He you know had right. a good attitude and everything. A little bit older than the rest of the kids. He, he got they were in base training, but yes, he needed and, a kick in the pants. Huh? He got it too. What did he say about it? Well, he he, he just said uh, someone asked you know why he was doing this. He said, "Hey, I, I got to eat," and that was it. And he had a good attitude about it, you know. But yeah, and the, president was, the, president and the president did what the president can do. The president that's what he's supposed to do. Uh-huh. And he did. He fired him. And the guy, you know, he started over. He now, warned him, if, if you don't show up, <laughs> yep. we're going to fire you. Yeah. He, he's a physical conservative. We hadn't seen one of those in a long time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how long he, he stayed He turned in. into a, a social conservative as well. Yeah. Because so. when he first went to office, he was not a big proponent in any way, shape, or form of uh, laws against abortion. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, right. changed. Yeah, he, he changed. Yeah, he had a change on part that. in there. Huge and he, wasn't, 
he wasn't real strong on gun rights either, yeah. if, I, if I remember. I don't know. But yeah. I think he was from California. He was an actor. He sent a lot of them overseas. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. he fired all the air traffic controllers. So, yeah, all I, I remember that first, first ha- firsthand, uh, having one of those air traffic controllers to go from what they were making <laughs> to what a private makes. Well, I'm the same, I feel the same way about teachers mm-hmm. uh, that are paid by us to teach our children whatever propaganda they want to teach them and then they turn around and uh and go out on strike at that point i think uh, we got to start looking strongly at uh, school choice and we got to look mm-hmm. strongly at home well, we just had school choice that that failed <laughs> yeah. here in well, arkansas we because just of republicans yes. that failed it, well yeah. that's the thing is that these republicans have have been i don't know falling at the feet and worshiping the schools and instead of getting it back, AEA. all government and agencies, the Republicans plus. have been worshiping all government agencies. You've seen, them, you've seen them up there. The government agencies show up and say, oh, we're for this bill. Right. It's going to help this. Government. We're going to have no more tires in the landfill. There'll be no more tires in the landfill. Yeah, right. So, everywhere else, so but if the ADEQ shows up and says, we need this money, it's going to save some slugs or something, then it's all in at this that is, point. This has the, been the going on slugs. heavily since the 70s i mean nixon uh, started the epa mm. all right carter started of course the NEA. Uh, the what nea nea yeah mm-hmm. the national it's teachers it's, association yeah. he started that and the reason they do that is for one reason only then they don't have to come up with the bills mm-hmm. and they don't have to vote on them they can say well we had nothing to say about that the epa did that Exactly. And they act With like they, they don't have yeah they yeah. don't they yeah, don't they have any control. They pass it on. That's to the exactly what they do, uh, and it's been going on since yeah. the 70s. Well, and now we're in a, we're we're beyond I think saving as far as that goes. I was at the gym the other day, and a guy said, "I voted for that tax bill for the roads, but why? Uh, but but I hope my road would get better out no. in front of my house. <laughs> really? And I said, listen." You can't even call your representative or senator now because they get the money in the Constitution and nobody has any say about it. That's correct. That's the, that's what needs to be changed. Absolutely. They say you got to take the politics out of it. Politics are still there. Always. The people that are part of that commission are all political folks. Political appointees. The people so. from their areas come and bow down before them and kiss their ring and tell them what they need done and maybe... Just maybe they'll listen to you. Yeah, and these guys don't even have um, term limits, do they? No, nope. they're bureaucrats. No, nope. so the, the legislators they can, have term limits. They usually they, get to die. And they in get office. voted in. Yeah. And they're former state employees. They know how to work the system. <laughs> All right, we got to get a break in. I need to tell everybody about St. Clarity Residential uh, Cleaning. Uh, you know, Easter's coming up. I bet you, if you talk to your significant other, if she's the one who does a lot of the house cleaning, she'd appreciate. You know, that $150 uh, uh, coupon from St. Clarity's uh, Residential Cleaning to have somebody in deep clean the house before the whole family shows up for Easter Sunday on the 4th of April. That's two weeks away. It's a week away from Sunday. That's how long you got. And uh, you need to get it now so that you can talk to the people there at uh, St. Clarity and get things set up because to say that we've had a good... uh, you know, um, amount of people take advantage of this is an understatement. So uh, they uh, want you to know that 
they put more certificates up for you and we want you to know you can get 50 percent off instead of paying 300 bucks for 2500 square foot only 150 dollars now if you got a really small house hundred you know like 1500 square feet then you know it's only a hundred dollars but that 151 is the most popular right now uh, if you'll call 404-6560, 404-6560, we've got more of those, and you can buy one right now. That's for St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. All right, back with you. We've got eight minutes left here in this hour. I have not heard back from Bob Ballinger. Uh, I'll, I'll keep you you know, posted on that, but we're hoping that he'll call in and talk about that, that gun bill and talk about uh, – the, the whole deal dealing with uh, banning uh, collective bargaining for public uh, employees. That's SB 341. I can, I can try to text him here right. so he'll answer right. me. SB 350. Don't expect it to pass. I'm just telling you. I don't know if it will or it won't, but I I have my doubts. SB 354, Fairness in Women's Sports Act, is on the House agenda today. So uh, hopefully that will pass. And if you're a boy, claim, biological boy, claiming to be a girl, you will not be able to be on the girls' track team or vice versa. And uh, the person who will make that call will be the physician who does, uh, you know, checks you out, makes sure that you're healthy enough to play, does your physical, and he'll have to mark if you're a biological boy or a biological girl uh, on, on the card or whatever. Never in my wildest imaginings. Did I ever think yeah. that we'd have to have somebody mark a card to say what is a boy and what is a girl? But anyway, uh, it is what it is, and uh, the the uh, folks up there on the, the Capitol trying to deal with it. SB 85, ultrasound right to know and see, uh, is uh, on the docket today. Uh, that means that an abortion doctor uh, must must do an ultrasound and show it to the woman awesome so that they can see that there's a real live baby in there and that it looks like a baby looks like a baby looks like you that's uh and so that's that's (laughs) going to happen uh hb 1313 will be up today that is uh, a penalty so i think uh was a type or uh something b i think it's class b uh, I don't know if it's felony or misdemeanor, but this is a uh, penalty for defacing capital, mm-hmm. uh, the governor's mansion, etc. cetera, uh, on uh, statues if they do more than $2,500. Like rioting. And yeah, like damage uh, on grounds and objects. Uh, you can be charged now. With a felony. With a felony. Great. Uh, if they pass it. If they pass it. Uh, SB 341 is the banning of collective bargaining for public employees. Is that and also we've one already Bob, talked that's about one of Bob Ballinger's bill. Another one of Ballinger's bill. Uh, see, another one, a couple more that are going out there. Let me get these up real quick for you. People send them to me as a text, and then I got to blow them up so I can <laughs> read them. Uh, Senate Bill 479, I kind of would like to to have somebody explain this to me a little bit. Uh, the title of it is, is to provide relief for restaurants to allow restaurants to expand outdoor dining, to delay the payment of restaurant sales taxes, 
They cap the fees that a third-party delivery service may charge and to declare an emergency. So that's interesting. That's that's like Senator Clark Tucker. Yes, it is. That's and, who it's from. Um, I'm going to look it up here. See, what I've got it. No. I'll, I'll bring it to you during the top of the hour. We'll talk I, more I, about I, it next I just hour. It up now. Um, I uh, I printed it off one for bill us. there. Yeah, uh, it so, it kind of sounds good, but that, that I don't know how good. Yeah, sticky. Well, yeah. the part that I think is sticky is that uh, the f- cap the fees at a third party delivery yeah. service that seems a may charge out of line. You may you may text him see if I can get him to call. Uh, yeah, sure, oh. go ahead. And yeah, um, if you don't want to pay the delivery fee, just say. Call another one. Yeah, we got Senate Bill 548. Uh, Johnson does that one to amend the law to allow for consistency in operations of a volunteer fire department in an incorporated town or a city of the second class. Um, what else we got here? I'm looking at one. That's seven. interesting. There's Watson's got a House bill out 1699 to amend the Arkansas Highway Revenue Distribution Law. And to amend the law concerning the distribution of highway revenue to county and city funds. I'm reading that one right now. You know that one. I got my. I got it in the back. <laughs> if, I'll give yeah, it to I'm you. I'm reading that one right now. I'll it looks it like he's taking the oversight away from the that's, state oversight from it. Yeah. So that uh, they can spend it however they and however they who, want who's to. Who's sponsoring that? Watson. Uh, Watson. It's, I don't know it's if he's going to be like the Republican. Arkansas Association of Counties and backed up by the, you know, they're probably behind well, it. That means that they want, they don't want a lot of transparency for people to see it's what that movie is being goes. used. That's, that's, that's exactly. the word today, transparency, transparency. Yeah. So now we don't want transparency and yeah, some we're trying know. to run a bill. One is what they say when they're running, the ones, other one's what they do after they get there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> S- kind of like Biden. SB 567. <laughs> Uh, Lucille Bledsoe is the one behind this bill, is to amend the law governing the confidentiality of coroner's reports and other records. Now, from I've read this bill, and it looks to me like the Freedom of Information Act is in effect, but I'm going to call Robert Steinbach and see if he'll give us about five minutes in the next hour and uh, explain. There's a lot of people that are against this. I won't find out why. Hmm. And then the deferred bills, and we mentioned this, and that's SB 59, to be known as the Intrastate Firearms Protection Act and to prevent the United States government from regulating the manufacture, assembly, and trade of firearms and ammunition within the boundaries of Arkansas. Why this is not just flying right through our legislature, Why I don't know. Why is there know. even the much of a debate? There shouldn't be any debate at all. I mean, this is something that should get passed. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, news is coming up, and then we'll be back. Power panel's here. Paul's here. Artie's here. Iverson's here. I'm here. We'll be back in just a moment.
here. I'm going to get going here. I'm just sending out a, a text right now. So I'm um, looking at this. Folks. Yeah, go looking ahead. Looking at this bill um, by Bob Ballinger about the um, collective bargaining. And so there's there's two different aspects of it that seem to be um, rather profound as far as the way the bill is written. So it's a public employer sh- shall not recognize a labor union or other public employee association as a bargaining agent of public employees. Um, public employer shall not collectively bargain or enter into any collective bargaining contract with a labor union or other public employee association or its agents. And then here's the other teeth to it. Um, I, what I want to know is on that. And this is why I asked Bob to come on. Mm-hmm. How does that work out? Like when you're when you're doing things like uh, building roads, and you're supposed to have X amount of uh, union labor working on the roads. It can't just be, hmm. you know. So I don't think it prohibits them from using union labor. They're just not allowed to to, to engage in collective bargaining. And well, so they can. I think you could hire union labor, but they just couldn't. They they just couldn't in, engage in the in the the, the union bargaining. You know, it's kind of dodging the question mm-hmm. is what Bob's doing because collective bargaining is how they determine how much you're going to pay them. That that may be. I don't know. Um, and, and maybe that's part of the thing is that they, they they can't use that as a bargaining tool anymore. Yeah, we'll see. And so then the other side of this is that a, a public employee who violates subsection A of this um, basically when they quit shall be terminated by the public employer and they can't be hired back for 12 months. So how will this affect the public unions mm-hmm. uh, for the teachers? I, I don't know. I, I, how it, it how have, does that it, affect? Like it, it the Pulaski County Teachers Union, how is that going to affect them when they decided they weren't going to come back the school, even though the governor and the school board decided they're going to open schools again. Well, it shouldn't the same way that it I would think it applies because it's it's part of the it's it, it includes public school district school or office of department of public school district in Arkansas. And and so I think it applies to public school teachers, too. So yeah, well, let's hope that Bob right. gives us a call. I, I really want it looks to talk like a pretty big, pretty big deal. If, if, he, can, that, if, I, if he can my, get this one, passed. I'm just saying the chances of that being passed are slim. I think you're probably but right. Like you but said, they're better now than they have been in the yeah, past years. You're, you're getting out. better every year that we add conservatives you're, you're, you're probably to the right. state legislature. You're, you're yeah. probably right. And it, 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 it's pretty cool that we've got a legislator who's actually got the got the nerve to even file a bill. Good choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> Nerves. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. The cojones. We're these bills. <laughs> yeah. We elected Republicans. Now we're, well, now we're looking for conservative ones. Yeah. And we have some And We've got some pretty good guys down there. Bob Ballinger, yeah. he, he's a friend of mine. I, I, I appreciate him. And, and, you know, Richard Womack is another, another guy. I think he's Womack's just, good. He, yeah. He's just really pretty cool. And there's, Alan and Clark's and good. Other, I, I appreciate Kim it. Hammer's good. Yeah. I mean, we can name a lot of good... Robin they've, Lundstrom, they've just know, been Julie Newton, uh, Mayberry. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, out there in Perryville. Um, uh, Can't forget Josh Miller. Josh Miller. Yeah, Josh Mary Bentley. Yeah, I mean, these are Bowery. these are good conservatives that are and, out and so there. We've got a few out there, but Johnson. But it's mm-hmm. not enough. It's not enough to actually get really hardcore. Um, legislation passed that we need to yeah. to, to restore justice yeah. is essentially what we're trying to do. You know, one of the things we could take a, a, a play out of the other side's book, and that is you just got to keep running it. 
Yeah, yeah I think, I think got, that's year true. Year after year, and, you and, just got to keep pushing. And, and sometimes be willing to run smaller bills, take smaller yeah, bites sometimes. Yeah, take smaller bites, incremental. And, and so that, that's, that's one of the things that sometimes conservatives... Yeah, you can't we'll, do. You can't we'll, be a one and done. I mean, well, if, if, it's, if it's, I like those hail mary passes. Well, I that's like fine. Them. But I you like got another them. game to play. But, but, <laughs> but come up with but, a better strategy but the next time. But let's actually do some stuff that'll actually get, get the ball down the field, yes. if you will. And yep. so, um, so I'm I'm okay with the big bills, but I like the small ones are mm-hmm. okay too. Let's just make progress. As I say, in politics, the West Coast offense is usually the best yes. offense. <laughs> Make the socialists <laughs> raise their head out of the hole. People says, well, the, well I won't run that bill. <clears throat> you kind of isolate myself and nobody will vote for, for, for anything to make me look bad because it won't pass and will get voted down. But like you're saying, you need to go ahead and run the conservative bills. Right. Make them vote socialist and anti-small and, government yeah. and identify who is who. And learn you're, to make your case with a smile on your face. Yeah. And, and, and also, you know, your constituents are the ones that put you in office. Right. So, you know, when right. you if you if it doesn't matter. If other, well, I'll say it doesn't matter if other people vote against it, but you talk to your st- constituents. It, it, it and does, say, hey, this is what we're running. It does I'm matter. running here because right. I know that this is what you want. They want conservative uh, legislation coming out. Well, and, and just but run legislation and and take some of this as an opportunity mm-hmm. to 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 preach, if you will, to other legislators and, and help them to to develop some principles. Sometimes it, it takes planting seeds to get things to grow later. It, it might not happen this session. Sometimes it might happen two or three sessions down the road. And 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 sometimes that's that's how it's got to work. Yeah. Okay, so I'm watching the phone and it's ringing, so it may be some of the people that we call. Is that Robert uh, Steinbach? Okay, great. Let's get Rob All on. Right. Robert, of course, is a legal professor over the Bowen School of Law. His <coughs> opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those of the School of Law or the university, although they should be. Uh, I, I kind of changed up the disclaimer that I do for Robert because I put on that ending of it. So, Robert, the 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 piece of legislation that Bledsoe, State Senator Bledsoe, and State Senator Hammer have out wanting to change uh, information dealing with the coroner's report. Uh, what what do you see the problem as in that piece of legislation? Dave, that uh, SB 567 is written by the excuse me, Arkansas Association of Counties. Let's be clear. This bill is a train wreck hitting a station wagon full of nuns, towing a school bus full of orphans. Okay. This thing has no place. And what I've discovered in this process is that the Association of Counties is the enemy of transparency, the enemy of good government, and they are now on my radar because they have made clear that they are the swamp. They are what's wrong with politics in Arkansas. They want to literally turn on its head the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act, which says you're entitled to look at public records unless there's something that needs to be carved out like your, you know, uh, some sort of private information for employees, that kind of thing. But otherwise, it's all government documents. It's all go- uh, belongs to the people and everybody gets to look at it. But, and they but, want to but say, Robert, you can't what? handle the truth. Yeah. You can't exactly. handle it. Right. And so That's obviously it. I'm That's being facetious. It. You need me 
on this wall. You want me on this wall as the coroner hiding information from you. The irony is I was involved with the issue of the coroners refusing to turn over records under existing law. When the paper called me, oh, say half a year ago, doing an investigation on COVID super spreader events and said to me, these coroners in various locations now seemingly in cahoots with the Arkansas Counties Association were saying things that didn't make any sense, said the newspaper. And they asked me, Rob. Are we right? And I said, 100% you're right. And so the coroners have decided to double down through their paid mouthpieces in the Arkansas Counties Association to try to shut down all transparency through coroner's reports. Remember, by the way, these people are dead. Coroner coroner reports are for dead people. There is only a limited level of privacy one would even consider in that context. And they want to shut it all down. And I even got wind, by the way, folks, that when the newspaper said, well, we don't think this is a good idea and we're going to oppose your bill, the Arkansas Association of Counties is going around uh, uh, trying to strong-arm people, saying, well, if you don't like this one, we're going to dump another half dozen on you. Here's my response. Bring it on, baby, because Rob Steinbeck is watching, and he's coming on the Dave Ellswick Show, and he's calling you out. All right. Robert, I just wanted to have you on for a few minutes. We're going to pick this up on Friday, all right? God bless. Thank you very much. Robert Steinbach here he on the is. Dave Ellswick Show. He's right on the mark. double dose of espresso. He gives you all of the, po- the pertinent points. He's right on the mark with Arkansas, Arkansas Association of Counties. They have big government lobbyists that hate transparency. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I tell you what, that bill about the... Uh, the uh, the funding of county and city roads and striking the the transparency on that one that we were looking at that looks like it's got Arkansas Association of Counties written all over it. Mm-hmm. All right, so Just again. I'm going to send out another text to Bob Ballinger and see if I can get his attention. I'm I'm like I'm like the little kid whose daddy is leaving to go to work and he's jumping up and down the window waving his arm, you know, just wants dad to honk the horn or whatever. So we'll see if Bob will join us to talk about a couple of pieces of legislation as well. You know, when interest rates are low, that's the best time that you have to sell your home. That's an incredible time to do it. For instance, I have a VA loan on my house. And uh, it's at 3.2%. That's really good interest rate. So if a guy is getting ready to come in here because he's PCSing into into Little Rock in the Air Force, uh, and he's looking for a house, and I got it up for sale, I got a good chance of selling it. Now, I got a better chance of selling it if I got somebody like Just, Dustin, uh, Dustin uh, Turner uh, handling all the marketing for me making sure that uh, he tells me how to, you know, set up the house and things of that nature so that it can be sold and sold quickly. Or if I don't want to go through all of that hassle, I can just turn to Dustin Turner and let him write me a check, you know, and give me the money for it. Then I don't have to stage the house. I don't have to leave my house on Saturday and Sunday while there's an open house and it's just the uh, realtor in my home with how many people want to tramp through it and look at it and make statements like, man, I don't like this color. 
Yeah, well, paint it differently when you buy it, man. I mean, it's no big deal. Anyway, D- Dustin Turner will help you get through all of that, make it happen for you. He's the guy to turn to. He's the guy that I would use right now if I was selling my home right now. Don't call me. I'm not selling my home right now, all right? It's coming up within the next 18 months. Okay, I'll just let you know. So I'll be I'll be selling because I'm going to downsize. But uh, Dustin can take care of you with the uh, home team brokered by EXP Realty. Call him, 501-952-2969. That's 501-952-2969. Use the realtor I would use, Dustin Turner. Go to hometeamsoldit.com. All right, back, Dave Ellswick Show. Right here at 101.1 FM, the answer in the studio, Paul Calvert, R.D. Hopper, Iverson Jackson. Power panel is here today, and uh, we're talking about a lot of things that are going on in the state legislature uh, today. We've been running a lot of bills past you, things for you to consider. That's what Robert Steinbach was talking about with uh, was it S- is it, yeah, SB 567, which deals with undertakers or the coroners okay yeah um, the coroners and uh you know uh, you're right to know what's in a coroner's report things of that nature in the media and people like that now you're looking rd at a sovereignty law uh, legislation what is that do you have the number and stuff yes this is uh let me pull it up was it 1435 yes senate bill 1435 it was referring to the 10th amendment and is trying to highlight what the federal government's powers are under the U.S. Constitution and what the federal government's powers are not under okay, the U.S. So what's Constitution. The, who's the sponsor? Brent Smith. Oh, great. And then Gary, Gary Stubblefield Stubble Stubble over in the Senate. Okay. Yeah. So what does this piece of legislation want to do? It wants to stand up for the state's rights under the overbearing arm of the federal government, from what I can read of it so far. Yeah, you know, we've been really fighting this battle uh, hard uh, since the 90s with Clinton, mm-hmm. with all of the unfunded mandates uh, that he and the Congress at that time were putting out. And uh, I remember I was working at that time in Indianapolis and was uh, a news reporter there, and my... And they, they put me in the places in my wheelhouse, all right? They put me at this over at the Capitol. And they wanted me to get over there and, and to uh, report on the news from the Capitol. And the I forget what it was that the Clinton administration wanted the states to do. But they wanted the states to do it, and they wanted the states to pay for it. Mm-hmm. They wanted to order the states to do something, and they... We're required to pay for it. You know what Indiana did? I said no. They, they said they said, "Well, okay, that's that's fine. We'll just withhold all oh, of the federal <laughs> gas taxes uh, that we're collecting, and we'll use that money to pay for these unfunded mandates." Uh-huh. And let's just to say that the federal government had a cow. Okay, I mean they threatened, they huffed, and they puffed. But the little pig's house didn't blow down, okay? And they ended up saying, okay, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay for it, and uh, just send us our money. So this this bill I'm looking at here. It looks what I'm like saying is you've got to stand against Goliath right. sometimes. You've got to right. stand yeah. against Goliath right. sometimes. You, do. you got the D, yeah? Um, I don't. All right, it's specifically 
if you go down to Section D, it's, it's right. getting so specifically down to... Uh, they're prohibited from enforcing um, the National Firearms Act and the Gun Control Act 1968 and any tax, levy, fee, or stamp imposed on firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition not common to all other goods and services that could have a chilling effect on the purchase or ownership of those items by law-abiding citizens. And so it, yes. it makes it actually a an offense. Is it a... Is it a, is it a Oh, what kind of offense is it? Is it like a felony or misdemeanor? No, it's not a felony, I don't think. But it's it's they can be fined up to um, five hundred dollars for the first offense. I think a thousand for the second offense. And um, no, it's it's up to it's not less than five hundred dollars, nor more than a thousand dollars. And the, and an officer can can lose his um, law enforcement license. Um, it, it specifically says that that if the federal government tries to regulate in. Uh, any of these uh, things that they do not have over that uh, hmm. that so they're over it, overstepping their bounds, right? So essentially, what it is, I think it's it's a it's an anti commandeering law, is what it is. And so the anti commandeering doctrine is one that says a, a state has no obligation to help the federal government enforce federal laws. Now they can't get in the way necessarily, but they can't they don't have to help them. And so when the federal government comes along and says, well, we're, you've got to enforce our laws against, say, marijuana, the state government has no duty to help the federal government enforce their laws against marijuana. The state might want to and they might choose to, but they're not required by any federal law to help the federal government um, enforce their laws against marijuana. Or maybe maybe it's some sort of medical law that the, that the federal government you know, passed. You know what that sounds passes. like? You, you remember the Fugitive Slave Act? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, that's an example. Well, it it, that, it that, was that, four that, states to to to, uh, to, to uh, help help hunt help. down right. and, uh, right. and I think return. That, I think that states. was one of the one of the first precedent setting cases. Yes. was the fugitive and, and, slave. And we know what that led to. And, and it, <laughs> well, and, and, that's, and that's the that's the thing is that 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 states do not have an obligation to help the that's federal right. government, even even if it might be a good so good it, law. It, and, and what that would do, uh, what the uh, fugitive slave act, of course, did it, it would make. Uh, criminals out of everybody in this room you if know, you refuse to if help. we refuse to help we would automatically become a criminal without committing any act hmm. it was uh, you know it was a, a crime not to act not to, right and, and so that's and i think they were probably requiring the the uh, the government officials there to help and the fact is the the anti-commandeering doctrine says that government officials or state government officials do not have to help mm-hmm. federal officials to enforce federal law, so it's, so that would protect the county sheriffs. They're saying we're oh, not going to enforce absolutely. these uh, yeah. these these gun, right. laws. gun laws. We're yeah. not right. going to do it. Right. So and that and would give protection fact, to our county sheriffs. Which right. That's who we're looking for. I'm right. not looking for somebody in right. Washington D.C. to protect this, this me. Not I'm only looking for my sheriff. It appears that this not only protects them, it prohibits it them. Prohibits them from right. helping to enforce some of these um, Second Amendment um, infringements. Essentially, absolutely. absolutely. It also brings up here that that they shall not dictate what form of armed citizens may have to protect their families and land also. So cool. it, it's, it's You it's can have directly. a doggone military-style weapon if you want. It may look like a big old military weapon. What's, what's a military-style weapon? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, they look at a gun catalog and figure you know, it out. When the British were coming to, to kill Americans, what was a military-style weapon? A squirrel rifle. Mm-hmm. Squirrel, squirrel gun, squirrel right, gun, right, not rifle. Right. The musket. <laughs> right. No, it, it was it was anything they could get their hands on. But specifically, 
It was squirrel guns and cannons mm-hmm. and whatever else it took to to beat off the British. That's tyrants. why Concords happened. Is that we were going to take those weapons away from the colonists? And, and those were cannons, weren't they? Yeah, there cannons. was a lot of twelve gauge shotguns in trench warfare. There probably was a lot of twelve gauge oh, yeah. shotguns. Well, and, I guarantee and, you, and guerrilla warfare and yeah. close quarters. All right, gotta take a break. Got Rush coming up, and I don't dare step on Rush. All right, people want to hear what Rush has to say, so we're going to give him that uh, uh, ability, something he recorded in the past. All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about David Lucas. has a uh, brochure out called The Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. You need to get yourself a copy of this because it could save you a lot of money. You're already hearing the president talking about changing the tax bills that are out there and how how much they're going to charge you in taxes. Well, you know, you put your money in to your 401k, uh, not paying any taxes on it. And and you have a co it's it's co-owned. It's own your 401 is owned by you and it's owned by the government. So let's say they uh, in, they they keep raising taxes and uh, they get up to be in uh, you know thirty eight forty percent right now it's twenty five percent lowest it's been forty years let's say it gets up to forty percent that means that when you start t- taking your money out of your four hundred one k the first forty percent is going to go to the federal and state government now you think about if it gets up where it's even higher than that and half of what you saved you're saving for the government. Not for you and your family, but for the government. You need to find out all about this in the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. Call 501-222-3315. Talk to David Lucas about this, or uh, just go on their website, davidlucasfinancial.com. Uh, Place to go. Check that all out uh, here uh, to help you, you know, save yourself some money. I- I'll tell you what, if it's 25%, I... I took my money out here just the other day because I I knew that things are gonna are gonna are keep jumping up, mm-hmm. and I took my money out of my four hundred one k. The first money that went out, and it was like it was like uh, twenty grand I think, and twenty five percent of it went to the to the federal government and the state government, twenty percent to the feds, and then uh, the whole thing as far as going to. Uh, State. Uh, the state got 5%. All right. Let's talk about something else right now. Let's let's get Lathan Watts up here. And uh, he wrote an article just the other day called Don't Get Fooled Again by Religious Freedom Restrictions. Now, we've had this problem during the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Go to California. Try to go to church. Mm-hmm. There's a church out in California, I think in Santa Clara, owes $100,000 in fines right now, yeah. and they continue to fine them. Yeah. Uh, Lathan, you, you wrote this article. Let me just read. I'm going to read the first uh, paragraph. It says, at the one-year anniversary of COVID-19's arrival for China to the U.S., one thing is certain. The threat of government infringement on religious li- liberty under the guise of public health is here to stay. As the Who's Peter Townsend remarked, Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And that's true. It's really true. Lathan, it's, it's a good article. It's a really good article. want to talk a little bit about this and how do we keep it from happening again. 
and how do we con- how do we convince the american citizenry that their freedom is something that you don't want to give up the way that they've given up during the covid 19 and then the uh this new bill that just came through the house hasn't got through the senate although they're attacking the, the filibuster now so they can get it through where uh you know transsexuals and and all kinds of people are going to tell us what we can say in our worship services because it doesn't fall under rifra can you bring us up to date on all of this uh certainly how long do you have <laughs> uh, okay I'm, I'm going to give you 15 minutes but that that's uh, it you go ahead uh, uh well uh, first of all thanks for having me on your show I'm sure you like that article um you know you know uh wrote it as we came up on the one year anniversary just sort of looking back as to yeah, it was going to be two weeks to slow the spread, and then here we are a year later, and you've got you still got things like uh, people in New York threatening involuntary quarantine for people. Um, and uh, just like the piece says, it's sort of like you know, like uh, the immoral words of Pete Townsend: "Meet the new boss, same as the old boss." And so, um, uh, the question uh, for people of faith out there is, you know. What is what are you supposed to do when government puts you in a position of having to choose between obeying the government and obeying God? And this country was founded on the premise that no citizen should ever be put in that position. Um, that's why the, the very first uh, right protected in the Bill of Rights is religious freedom. And FirstLiberty.org, uh, you can learn a lot about our a lot of our cases that have gone on during the pandemic, where we defend the people of all faiths all over the country, and they're right. Um, to gather to worship, uh, to live according to their faith. It is, um, I'm afraid, a threat that's not going anywhere. But the, the hope, the good news, is we're winning these cases. Uh, and so far, we've not lost a case during the pandemic on that issue. Um, but <clears throat> I think uh, the real issue is, you know, once someone in in government or in any position really gets a taste of power, they, they rarely give it up voluntarily. And so... You know, hopefully we're coming you know towards the end of of this pandemic and this crisis but what is the next crisis what is the next thing that the government can deem an emergency and then try to uh, restrict your liberties um, because of it okay let me and let I me do. let me hold you up just a second President Biden sure. just a few days ago said covid 19 may go away but there's multitude of other viruses in the world that we may have to revisit what we've just gone through. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And I think we need to learn a lesson from this one. <clears throat> and that is, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? Um, you know, in a lot of places um, where you had, whether it was mayors or county judges or governors um, acting on, frankly, poorly crafted emergency powers, statutes and ordinances, uh, doing things, you know, completely shutting down uh, churches and houses of faith. But then when they start to reopen, uh, they deem you know, casinos and liquor stores and marijuana dispensaries as essential. But, uh, you know, the First Amendment right to <laughs> to live according to your faith was not essential, according to some government officials. And that's where we had to go to court and, and frankly, correct that. And so going forward, I think we need to take that approach from the very beginning of whatever the next um, you know, urgent uh, emergency or crisis should be. And that is, yes, government has an interest in protecting public health. Nobody disputes that. And people of faith across the country were willing to take reasonable measures to protect themselves and people they care about. But what is the purpose of government? 
the founders made it very clear that the purpose of government is to protect the God-given rights of the people. That's correct. And the very first one in the First Amendment is religious liberty. And if we're talking about public health, since when is mental, emotional, and spiritual health not a part of health? And we've seen um, the the impacts on the population uh, mentally and emotionally and spiritually. There's a reason lots of bad things are on the rise, uh, because we are made to gather together um as human beings and as people of faith um, to participate in corporate worship. Yeah, I mean, all we got to do is look at California. Newsom hates the church. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. His administration has been attacking the church for years, and this gave him the, 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 the mallet that he had where he wanted to be able to beat him over the head with it. I mean, John MacArthur is a perfect example. You know, they kept meeting. And so what happened? They took away a uh, a lease that they had on a large, large parking lot so that his people had no place to park. Uh, that's exactly right. I went out to California last year and I actually went to uh, MacArthur's church and, and uh, you know, went through sat memorial worship services to see what was going on. And you're exactly right. They tried to take his parking lot. They're trying to do all sorts of things. And it's, you know, I, I think... When some people in government feel like their job is to be a hammer, the whole world looks like a nail. Yeah, that's not the case. That's really that's that's really good. Lastly, let me bring up this whole thing about the the law that the the well, it's not a law yet. The act that the House just passed uh, dealing with uh, you know sexuality, making it and putting it into civil rights law and things of that nature. And that it does not fall under RIFRA. That is a huge point that everybody's missing right now. Uh, Lathan, explain what literally this will do. I, it seems to me the government can start telling you what to preach or what not to preach. Um, that, that's a possibility for sure. I mean, the Equality Act at its core uh, guts the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And I think it's uh, it's written that way, frankly, so that people in Congress don't have to take a vote to actually repeal the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, because that would likely be a very unpopular vote. Um, you know, and it places sexual orientation, gender identity, a whole host of things in uh, what's called the protected class under uh, civil rights law and, and federal law. But it does not provide for any sort of accommodation for people of a faith of any mm-hmm. faith that have sincerely held religious beliefs on these issues, and that's why it's so dangerous to religious freedom. Yeah, you don't have any. Now, you don't have a conscience if, according to the government, if they pass this piece of legislation. That's that's exactly right, and that is. I'm glad you mentioned that word because you know, Thomas Jefferson, who was not necessarily the most um, devout of the founders, but he referred to uh, religious liberty as the right of conscience. So even people who aren't particularly religious should be worried about this because for people of faith, that conscience is informed by their religious beliefs. If you don't have a religious background, well, you still have likely a set of ideas that you try to live your life by, and you have the right to live according to them. That's what the First Amendment um, is about. And from a, from a free speech standpoint, you know, ideas on these issues that have been sort of traditional beliefs across a lot of different religions are now socially or culturally unpopular. Well, it's the unpopular opinion that needs the most protection. Yep. That's what yes. the First Amendment exists to protect. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you think on 
on this particular issue, you should be asking yourself, well, what what idea or what belief of mine that's sort of accepted right now might be culturally unpopular a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now? Because if the religious views on these issues are not protected, your views on another issue may end up not being protected. It does seem like we're on the cusp of making it illegal to actually quote certain scriptures. Well, well we're, we're on the cusp of seeing totalitarianism take over in our country. That's what we're on the cusp yeah, of. We're, we're, and we're, people we're, aren't getting it, I don't think. I think uh, the, wave is, the wave is breaking over um, us. We're being framed. And it, if you look through history, every time any sort of authoritarian regime comes into power, especially a totalitarian one like you mentioned, the very first um, conflict, the, the very first thing that they seek to get rid of is always religious freedom. Yes. Because an authoritarian, a totalitarian regime cannot abide a people who have an, author, an allegiance to an authority higher than the state. And yeah, yeah. why, why do people think that Marx said that religion was the opiate of the masses? Why do you think Mao went, went against uh, the church and, and all the rest? Hey, I'm going to have you back on, Lathan. and we'll get into a long discussion about this. People are not understanding that right now it's it's religion that they're attacking. They can attack whatever they want to using these same tactics to make it well to make 1984 actually come true in the 21st oh, yes. century. And Chris, big, big brother, Christians yeah. are being framed as haters and people that don't accept people and don't love people. Mm-hmm. The truth is, God's word and Christians believe everybody has the right to practice whatever you want to practice as long as it doesn't infringe on our rights. It is the left that wants to take our rights away from us to yeah. believe what we want to be, believe and preach what we want to. Uh, free will is something that God's Word believes in. We're not trying to take their rights away from them. They're trying to take ours away from us. All right. Lathan, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Let's get uh Let's get you back on here in the near future. I'll be I'll be in touch. I I've got your email now, so I can I can uh, get out there and and follow you around. Okay. Uh, all right. I look forward to it. And if people are interested in um, in the cases that we have on this issue, they can find them at FirstLiberty.org. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much. FirstLiberty.org. Don't forget about Pat Davis. Been talking about Pat now for months, and uh, we we were just mentioning earlier in the show talking about the government has control of your pocketbook. And the government is having getting control of what you can do with health care. And Pat Davis is out on the cusp helping you battle against that. He's making it where you can save 30 to 50% on health insurance. If you're self-employed, he can help you get yourself some insurance that are really do, uh, do some good for you. You should call him, uh, R.D., and see what he can do for your business. I'm just telling you, he's a great guy. Uh, it's the perfect health plan for self-employed people. It's a health plan that conservatives love because you don't have to pay for what you don't believe in. And uh, it's an actual insurance plan and not a share plan. You can choose any provider in the nation. Uh, often you get a check when you go to the doctor, urgent care, and even the hospital. How often do you get a check from the hospital saying, hey, thanks for coming let us operate on you? Uh, no co-pays and excess money goes to the client instead of the insurance company. If you're an individual, if you're a business, you need to get a hold of Pat, uh, Pat Davis and do that today. I know some of the things I said may have sounded too good to be true, but you're going to find out they're true and they're good. 
501-605-6935 is the number to call Pat at or visit him online at yourhealthplanman.com. All right, back with you. We had talked about Senate Bill 5, is it 479, 479, and State Senator Clark Tucker is with us right now. He's the sponsor of that bill. And, And Senator, tell us a little bit about why you wrote the bill up first. Yes, sir. First of all, thanks for having me. But yeah. the idea is just to kind of help restaurants that have been hit hard during the pandemic and help them come out of it a little bit. And it really just does three things. First thing is that it lets restaurants pay their sales taxes on a quarterly basis rather than a monthly basis for the next year. The second thing is if you already have a liquor license, it'll allow a restaurant to only go through the municipality where they are to expand uh, to outdoor dining service instead of also having to go through ABC. It sort of cuts the the ABC. Some of the red tape. Streamlining it. Exactly, yeah. You only have to go through one agency rather than two, one less hoop to jump through. And then the third thing is it caps third-party delivery fees at 15% while the emergency declaration is in place and then for 90 days the first 90 days after the emergency declaration is removed. So that's a temporary thing, uh, too, just to kind of help restaurants get flowing again. Hopefully, so what, as, as But as far as the restaurants are concerned, they, they choose whom they want to deliver their food normally, so they should be able to negotiate that whichever which way they want to do it, shouldn't they? You know, that's the piece of the bill that I do have the most opposition on. Uh, and I understand that. <laughs> I understand that point. Um, a lot of times, contracts uh, out in the world are not negotiated with uh, a fair balance of power on both sides, and 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 that's I think one of those examples where the restaurants kind of have to take it or leave it. And I've talked to a bunch of restaurant owners that the charges are so exorbitant that they just don't do it. And uh, so, can you can you give us some examples of kind of what what's actually happening with the delivery costs? Yeah, the the what I've heard is about twenty or twenty five percent, and um, you know that's the same whether you order a salad for twelve dollars or you order dinner for ten people at oh, so these dollars. These are like those little um, you know, like Uber, bite bite Uber, me and yeah, that Uber kind of Uber for food yeah. or something like that. <laughs> They're not Door, called bite me. Okay, I'm just making <laughs> okay. the joke. Yeah, but so it's one of those quite, those, yeah. those small food delivery type. Um, so that's room for for free market for someone yeah. else to come in and undercut them or them start doing their own deliveries also. Yeah, yeah that's the only part of this that I would that I I have any problems with uh uh Senator Tucker you, you know we used to have you on when you were state rep you had a, some good ideas and uh, this is a good idea I think that that part needs to be mm-hmm. maybe refined a little bit and then uh, the other two things I think are good ideas. In fact I'd be almost willing to say that for people who've been losing their shirts because they own a restaurant, maybe they should be given uh, uh, a time that they don't have to pay any sales taxes. That would be the best. I've got a quick question. Senator, would you support uh, to be able to shut down a restaurant or restrict a restaurant that the restriction would have to go through the House and the Senate and the governor wouldn't have the sole power to do that? Probably not. It depends on the circumstances, but if it's uh, an emergency public health situation, 
and the legislature's not in session, and that may be changing. You know, my guess is that one of the constitutional amendments that's going to be referred out of the legislature this time is that we can convene ourselves moving forward. But um, if the legislature is not in session, then uh, the governor really has to be able to act quickly on a public health emergency. Or the governor could say, I'm going to convene you guys to come in and make these decisions with me. With the technology that we have today, I think that's possible to correct that. So I hope it does. Thank you. All right. We just wanted to have you on for a few moments, uh, Clark. We appreciate your time and coming on. But, uh, yeah, Senate Bill 479, I think, has some real good things going uh, for it. Uh, When are you going to be presenting it? Is it today? It's tomorrow morning in the Senate County Local Committee. Okay. And so if if it didn't pass, you still have another shot, right? You go back and, and do a quick job of uh, cleaning it up and bringing it so you figure you get enough votes. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck on that. Wait a question quickly. So Paul. If, if it didn't pass, could you bring it back and maybe separate it out into separate, separate bills dealing with the sales tax and then the, um, the expansion for outdoor dining? I could do that. Yep. That would be one way to approach it. Yeah. Yeah. Just just got to see how got to see what the what the committee says to you. I understand that. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much, thanks. Senator. You have a great day. Thanks for having me, and thanks for the feedback on the bill. Sure, thanks. Senator uh, Clark Tucker, right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He's a Democrat. For you people who say I never have Democrats on, I got Democrats on. It's just not very often. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Iverson, thanks for coming yep. in. RD, thank you. Paul, thank you. Yes, Tomorrow, thank you. Elizabeth and the uh, Bible guys. Man, I got a great question yesterday for the Bible guys. It says, if we're going to be held for even the smallest things that we have to say, ooh, does that not make it tough? That's what the question was, and it's going to be a a great one for the Bible guys tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, uh, just send it to BibleGuys at uh, SalemLR.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m.